you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Mr. Jayton Satia, Executive Director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. What's going on over there, Jay? Drinking some water. What are you doing? <laughs> you're staying hydrated. Is that what you're doing? In your love? Yeah, I was doing the whole um, try to drink a gallon of water a day. So I got this Amazon half gallon water bottle. Okay. So I have to drink two of these a day. So I'm about, I'm almost done with the half gallon for the first half of the day. So. Okay. Well, how did you make your hydration uh, goal selection, Jaden? Because I realized. The day that I realized that I need more water was the day that I realized I hadn't had water in three days. What? That's how people die. Was, what are you doing? No, but, yeah. no, but I, was, I was consuming liquids. So I had enough coffee. So there's water in there. And I had watermelon. I was getting my liquids from other places, but not actually Actual water. just water. So I'm like, no, that's, that's not a cool thing. So I'm like, I'm just going to chug again. What's the max you can chug in a day? That, uh, that that is healthy enough. So I heard a gallon spread out over 24 hours is good. So uh, I invested in a $20 half-gallon bottle of water. One, thing. I, I don't, don't think that you needed to pay $20 for that thing. Second, the, re- the general recommended guideline that you can start with is half of your body weight in ounces. So if you take whatever you weigh right now, do half of that in ounces. That is a good you know, a, a, a general amount that you can at least begin with, with your hydration. Cause we don't want you to overhydrate and, and end up with like hydrolysis or whatever that is. Shannon, I drink Lake Harriet by that man. And that lovely voice, in case anybody's wondering who just said that, that is our good friend, Peter Oliver. <laughs> uh, and if you guys uh, recognize that voice a little bit, some people who might've listened to our previous podcast, um, uh, they might famil- be familiar with that voice. Cause Peter was a good friend and he was also a regular cast member of our previous podcast where we talked about similar geek type subjects but we didn't usually call him peter even though that is his actual government name uh we all call, called him nikahotep on that one which was cool he was a character when we first decided we we're going to do that podcast there were layers upon layers of things that were supposed to happen and that was one of those things that when we relaunched the podcast as br geek we're like yeah all that stuff way too much work way too much work so welcome to the show pete so what were you saying about how one you are not as heavy as you just implied but you still would be fine in getting half of your body weight in ounces of actual water throughout the day. Does that sound like an insurmountable task? Is that what you're saying? I would say impossible and way too much water <laughs> no. and too much math. It's math, <laughs> math and water should not have to go together. It is devising one number. The thing is that I don't think it really, and this is going to sound mean, and I don't care. It's not that it's math. It's that you just don't want to have honest answers in your life like you don't want to actually step on the scale and have to actually and have it go out (laughs) you don't want that truth in your life and that's okay if you're not prepared for it pete no problem i'm not mad at you not mad at you everybody will get we'll meet you where you are with your hydration goals jayton i do not think that you are uh wrong in your (laughs) desire to hydrate i think that you're doing yeah and again I was also realizing, you know, I just don't drink enough water, and then I was getting um, um, just tired easier, like at late night, like I was just getting exhausted. I'm like, well, it's probably hydration. I would just get up, and i get a little dizzy. I'm like, oh, that's lack of water. So 
it was much more of like just a reset. So I don't know. I'm doing pretty good. Right. I like it. Right. I like the uh, I like the fact that I have to get through two of these things in a day, and most most of the time I'll get through one and a half, and that's still way more than I was drinking before. So. Exactly. Goals are good. It is always good to have goals. I think that that is a worthy thing for you to do, and it is probably good for you to kind of like throttle back on some of the caffeine. I know from speaking with your wife, you probably need some straight up regular water in your life and not so much caffeine. So good on you, Jaden. Oh, no, 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 no. Coffee is still a staple. Coffee, three cups to four cups a day is still part of this. But that said, um, yeah, she's probably happier. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I know, Peter, I don't think that you're much of a coffee person, are you? Aren't you more of a Coke a, a soda person? Well, I can't get past the taste. I, okay. I've tried. I've even tried foo-foo drinks, and <laughs> the the taste of coffee. I would rather, you know, lick pavement. <laughs> I think that's more attractive. It has a better taste. Um, now, tea. I do do a lot of tea. A lot As of diet do I. coke. Um, I, I I do keep Coca Cola in business with with <laughs> my. Uh, and, and uh, you know the stocking up of all the different types of soda pops so you know we're good mm. i am more of a tea drinker as well but i am i am a fan of water i'm trying to uh pass that fandom on to my son it is not working yet but you know we again all need to have our goals so that works so you know water's a, a mixer we have it with whiskey <laughs> Not my 12-year-old, <laughs> preferably not my 12-year-old. You know, Pete, we wanted to get you on the show because, um, uh, one, we miss you, and it's always nice to talk to our friends. Not that you and I have Oh, I miss you guys both. <laughs> not that we can't check, when you, check in with you outside of the podcast, but we were kind of, uh, the exploration that Jayden and I have been having recently regarding the show is we were talking to people about hobbies that are still up and flourishing even in the post-COVID-19 world. And so there's some hobbies that we had, like all of our friends that might have been big into Frisbee golf or something like that. A lot of those things have been pared back. And then last episode, we were talking to our friend who's in the geocaching, which is kind of still okay because that's something you can do by yourself. But a lot of the locations have been uh, closed off for now because they are encouraging people to stay home. So we thought that one of your hobbies was something that would be an interesting thing to talk about now and see whether it has had an influx of new players or if there has been a drop-off in activity. And so the one we wanted to talk about today is your love of World of Warcraft. And now, for everybody, do, Pete, are you comfortable giving the uh, the noobs lesson to World of Warcraft? And I know that's difficult because this is a game that's been around for 15 years. So can you oh, give... Longer, longer than that. It's, it's, been? it's been... Yeah, I want to say two, uh, early 2000s. 2004, actually, now that I look at my notes. Yeah, 2004 was the initial release uh, from Blizzard Entertainment. And so what do you, if, if you could give the quick and dirty of World of Warcraft this uh, uh, to, to all the noobs out there, what would you say, Pete? So, so basically, it took, Blizzard took a game that they had uh, that was basically uh, uh, like goblins and, and orcs versus humans and they took that and blew it up into a massive multiplayer world where for example shannon and jayton and i could all get on at the same time and go do some sort of dungeon quest or level up together uh, it, it's and they've done things uh, across uh, multiple media like you know south park has a famous episode where all four characters played an alliance 
band and they leveled their, their characters up. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you basically go and you, you do tasks and you have fun and it's all done in real time. So, you know, Shannon could be a paladin because that's what she would probably be. Right. Uh, Jake would probably be some, either a rogue or a wizard. And I'd have my priest and we would go ahead and go do a task or two and try to try to use our special powers to kind of get through things. And, and no- so each. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and, and, you know, based on um, your class, there are different roles that you have to have. So there's these tasks where if you don't have the right amount of folks, you, you're not able to actually do it. And it can range from a group of five people to a group of 60 people. Right. And even more. And, so, Jayton, have you dabbled in World of Warcraft at all? I have never dabbled in it um i know of it i know of the phenomena i have plenty of friends who play it including you two um i just haven't had the time uh i mean i have an interest i used to play a lot of games that were similar to world of warcraft but no i have never actually played it myself and i'm 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 happy you said that i'd be a wizard i I can see myself being a wizard I kind of look at that if we're looking at that because it is a it, there are twelve classes that you can select your character be a part of, Jaden. And I kind of think that just if we go through the the general ones, I can see him being a mage. I agree with you, but I also think that he might like the idea of being a shaman. That's what I would think. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I could see him being a shaman too, yeah. and and it, and it goes with the fact or a rogue. It, it, he um, is very much a. Uh, I think a good aggressive damage dealer. Where, where if <laughs> which, he's like, yes, it's I the am. Quiet one. It's the quiet ones, and that's okay. And, and and plus you've got the big bang and sparkle of all the different graphics. Whereas, I mean, Shannon, you're a paladin. I'm Hands a paladin down. in every game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're all. And what I think is also very very interesting, and one of the things that Blizzard did is, you know, when we think like uh, Alliance versus Horde. It can sometimes be like, oh, good versus evil, blah, 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 blah. That's not how they structured it. Right. And so if you look at the story, each story is very, very, you know, from the perspective of the people playing it, they believe that theirs is the, is, is right and just and good. And so it's, it's, it's not a good black versus white, good versus evil. It is very much a big plane of gray. And Peter, one it's thing really, I really. Peter, one thing I would bring up, since you brought up that alliance versus horde, and that's a differentiation that I think used to be a lot more important, like when you were playing the game 10 years ago. But from Mm -hmm. what I, and I don't play actively anymore. I played back when it did matter whether you were an alliance or a horde and, and, and looking at a guild that was kind of balanced in a certain way. Um, and now it looks like because of the way that they have expanded the world of Warcraft world, it less matters about whether there's that balance. It seems like it's a little still bit. Ma- oh, it still matters. Still matters. Okay. Oh, it's still it's still very very. You are either alliance or you are a horde. I mean, I've got characters on both sides, but what I think is interesting is the story is very. You know, you've got your alliance, which is your your humans, your elves, your your gnomes, and and the, the folks that you know fight for the light, and then you've got the horde, and which are your undead your what are called blood elves which sound not 
good, but they're actually not that bad. They're they're actually reformed magic addicts. Um, they uh, they uh, there's also some Torin, which are bull uh, cow people, uh-huh. and, uh, and and some goblins, and they're not your traditional. They're they're very um, like the orcs are very very nomadic, very you know let's be one with the earth, let's be you know yeah you know kumbaya with nature yada yada yada. <laughs> Whereas the alliance is, let's all be about industry and let's be about, you know, building out our cities and might is right, yada, yada. And so depending on what resonates with you as a person, you kind of really do draw towards one of them. Right. And then with each expansion, they have, it starts out with, you know, the traditional horde versus the alliance. But then by the, the culmination of each expansion, they have to work together. Otherwise, the planet's screwed right so i figured that was a good g-rated word to use um, <laughs> do, the, do the games intersect so let's just say um you and i are uh at an alliance and then we don't even know shannon shannon's in germany with her alliance um do, do our games ever intersect or our our, our missions yes absolutely and so not so not only could you if Shannon was in Germany could she play with us in the Americas? So we've got I've got friends who've been deployed and we get together on Friday and play because then this is how we can actually still stay connected. And during is there I during is there a pandemic going on because I really haven't noticed a whole lot. <laughs> but um, you know it, you have that set group that is um, that that do things together now there are regional servers as well because if shannon was in germany she may have some latency issues or some technology challenges that maybe make it not an ideal experience for her to go all the way back to the united states but um if she wanted to she could play on european servers or the australian servers but there you really have the whole selection of every single server there's there are several hundred servers that, that you could actually go and actually be on. And then there's different flavors of servers too. Right. So there's, there's just general play game playing servers where if we wanted to just, you know, do be ourselves and go do our stuff, da, 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 you can do that. There's role playing servers. Now that and, made me, I was interested in that because I did like the converse, the, the idea of the role playing servers, which the difference Jayton is that those basically you become your character all the time. And like, so it is very like full, full, like, so instead of me being Shannon who plays a paladin, I am the character and I'm supposed to talk like the character all the time. I'm supposed to behave as though I'm the character. And the part that I liked about that is one of the things that's always difficult whenever, regardless of what game you're playing and you're playing with other human beings, not all human beings are good. A lot of them are just toxic, crappy people, and every fandom has them. And I think Warcraft is very similar where you're spending a lot of time, you know, dodging people who may just be jerks, and you have to figure out how to get away from them. And it kind of seems like you get, and this is just anecdotal information I have from people who play on the role-playing servers, you get a little less of that because you're in character the whole time, so it doesn't pull as much of our real-world opinions into it organically. Does that make sense, Pete? Yeah, it does. I think you're probably right about that. It, it, now, they do do some um, mitigation of that as well. Mm-hmm. So another thing that's interesting is, let's say, um, Jade and I were on the Horde, because the Horde is cool, yay Horde, <laughs> and Shannon wanted to be um, a human paladin on the Alliance side. Mm-hmm. We would not be able to tro- cross-talk to her. Okay. There's no, there's no conversation allowed 
between those different factions. Okay. And, and so, um, you know, but there might be some places, some cities where we both can go and we can see Shannon's character. We could wave at her and stuff like that. But we could, we could not, she would not be able to understand our language and we couldn't understand her language. Mm. So they, they do a separation there. Then there's also a feature called uh, PVP, so player versus player. And there, there are different things like capture the flag or, um, you know, get all these different resources built up on this particular thing or whatever. And that's a whole nother factor of the game. And, and those teams actually aren't allowed to talk to each other either. Okay. And so you come up with, with different ways to, you know, taunt people or as you kill someone, you might do a dance above their corpse. And, and there's other, <laughs> I mean, there's, there are some, there's other things like that. And, um, that I think helps really minimize that, that grifting kind of thing where people are, you know, actively trying to make your day a bad day. Right. And then um, the other thing they do is they do a, um, law of I can't, law of statistical return. So, like the more things you do, the less value you get as a player out of do, uh, doing it. So that way, let's say um, Shannon and I were going after the same sort of quest, okay. and me being a jerk, I was like, I'm farming it and taking all Shannon's things, and Shannon's not be able to able to progress down her quest. Well, each time I kill a particular mob, the more I kill it, the less experience I get from it. Or let's say I'm a higher level character and Shannon is a lower level character. And let's say I just was trying to grief her a little bit and not let her go. I just kept killing it. I get nothing other than being a total douche. Right. Out of and so they really try to make sure that that risk, that, that reward for, for griefing somebody is, is not really worth doing it. So, so if you're just, really- so is there, yeah, I was going to ask, is there, Online bullying that happens in the within the game itself, and then how is it monitored from the the the, the manufacturer side? Oh yeah, I mean, there, there's there, with every with every sort of online thing, you're going to have douchebags and, and um, things like that. And you know, it, it, people are very um, since it's a fairly safe space um, to defend people. People defend people all the time, and. and you know, yeah, you have some folks that are that are just douchebags, and people will be like, they'll, shut it, they'll help shut it down. Um, you can also report somebody if, okay. if you're feeling bullied, and then uh, Blizzard will investigate it. So there's there's these people that um, are that work on the work for Blizzard that are called uh, GMs, and they'll go and investigate a thing. And if 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 say Shannon was being a douchebag and and harassing you and I, Jayton, and we petitioned it to, and we reported her, and she was found, you know, guilty. She could get her account suspended for a couple days. She could actually get her account revoked. Um, it, well, there's a whole wide range of different types of penalties depending on what she's trying to do, right? And, and, and you know, or, or whatever. Now, that Shannon would never do that because she's a good, a good lady. But um, <laughs> you know, that's it, it, they did a really nice job with it, and as well as I mean, back in the day. You can make a lot of money, actually, real-world money, by selling objects. Oh, like, so, what do you mean by that? So, let's say, for example, um, CNN really wanted this particular sword. And it was, it, it is the penultimate paladin sword, and she's like, this is awesome. Because there's a whole fashion uh, aspect of the game, too. Yes. You know, I, I spend the time of getting this thing because there's a random number generator for different things. And so, 
you know, Shannon might be like, you know what, I don't have time to go farm this item or wait for this to actually happen. You know, I'm going to give Peter a hundred bucks for a digital copy of a sword. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes. And so, and you could do things like gold farm. There's gold farming. There, there, there was for a long time a very lucrative market where, where um, people could make money, uh, significant amounts of money, doing these sort of things and just playing the game of farming. Now, Blizzard doesn't condone that. And so, if you're found doing these sort of things, it's not looked on um, very kindly. Okay. So is that another way to get your account suspended? If people are like, oh, you're out yeah. there being a mercenary. We're not, you know, that's not supposed yeah. to happen. Yes. Interesting. You know, the other thing that I was, when we were preparing for this show, I was looking at this, Pete, and they were talking about, well, every time they do an expansion or they go, well, here's a way, like Blizzard really seems to be trying to figure out ways to get to make it worthwhile for new players to join in, even though this game has been around for a really long time. And it's, uh, you know, anytime you look, like I was looking at a bunch of World of Warcraft 101 or, or things you should know if you're a noob and all those things. And those are tomes. Those are like, uh, they oh, yeah. were like, yeah, just even trying to figure out when people are trying to help you and tell you here are some best practices. And I think that that's interesting based upon uh a comparison to other games that are out there where it'll be like one, two sheets on a website, like two pages. And we're like, uh, here's what you should know. Hurry up, get to speed, five minute video. There are layers and layers and layers of here's what you should know when you're picking, here's some hard decisions you have to make when you first start. Like, are you going to do, oh, do yeah. you know, do you want to be in a guild or alliance? What kind of character do you want? Do you want to, um, you got to pick a server and there's a hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of servers for you to pick through. And so, it you know there's people out there that are trying to help you, but it still seems very complicated. And so when I was looking through things, seeing Blizzard talk about, well, if you wait until the end of the summer, there's some you know we're gonna figure out a way like a little. It sounded to me like an incubator island that they were gonna start new characters on. So yeah, so they actually tried that a couple of years ago when they introduced goblins and um, oh, what other race did they introduce at the same time with goblins? Thing and I can't remember. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, those new races tend to get uh, a starter zone where you can level from one to ten. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, mm-hmm. you know, helpful for new players, and, and they still have that going on today. Um, I think with the new expansion coming out, Shadowlands, that's going to be very interesting because they're they're doing what's also called a level switch. Okay. So right now you can get a, up to a level one hundred and twenty. They're taking that and squishing it back down to sixty. Gotcha. And so every they're retweaking the whole entire game um, to accommodate um, a bunch of new features that they have, um, as well as four new factions and um, you know the, the racial stuff too. I mean, they, they actually introduced really recently. Um, with, I want to say probably two two expansions ago, new races that you could actually. Um, try out and actually part- uh, create but in order to actually have those open up you have to get exalted which is the highest likable level with that particular race in order to actually have that as an option it's it's really involved and it's, it's what i like about it is they keep on changing the they keep on changing the game and making it interesting and coming up with new 
ways to do stuff. And it's, and, and there are really, I don't know, I think it's an innovative, an innovative company. Could there be opportunities for the users, for the gamers to suggest a few things to the company as well? To be like, hey, what if you guys did this? Or hey, this isn't working the way you, you originally planned? Or could, could there, are there, is there a, a way, an avenue for you to, to push more ideas towards Blizzard or the creators? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they've, what, ha, they have something called what's called a PTR, a public test realm, where all of the new features are actually rolled out. And people can go there and take your character and test it out. And it's, it's really kind of neat. And um, it, it actually allows for all of the other helper websites to um, let them uh, test out new content as well as figure out quests. Because there's things in this game that have been that are hidden and have been hidden for a long, long time. And people are just finding out now. Because one of the other things they've also done is there's this thing called WoW Classic, where people were very um, passionate about the way the game used to be, like when we first started, and, and they uh, created some servers that are that have that old feel and that old look to the, the that content that wasn't changed. So, for example, one of the things that they don't do now, which I'm happy about, let's say I wanted to use a sword. I'd have to go and level up my sword skill for... Ever and I mean, it, it was it, seriously. I, I would. It was so dull. Um, but there's also crafters and things like that. That I mean, there's so many different facets depending on what you want to do. Um, you can do a lot of neat things, as well as um, you could play. If you were a stock market person, you could actually go get resources, sell resources on the market, and learn about the stock market that way. And understand the you know the rules of 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 uh, uh, demand and and and, and, some, and uh, buying and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting yeah. that you brought up that incubator system that they have because one of the things that uh, Peter had mentioned to me, Jaden, is he told me about this pandemic study that ended up happening because of an event that started in World of Warcraft right about about a year after they launched the game, I believe. So this started from what Peter, from what you sent me, the story in in, in play uh, the. The general subject matter was because of an event that happened, I believe, in 2005. Is that right, Pete? That is correct. The, mm-hmm. the blood god. And so what happened was there was a there was an event called the blood god, right? Yes. The blood god. And it was this guy that, that would cast this um, spell called a damage over time or a dot. Mm-hmm. And it would um, be spreadable. So let's say I cast it. If I was the blood god, whoa. <laughs> and I cast it on Shannon, and if Shannon got too close to Jayton, Shannon Jayton would actually get this disease from Shannon called corrupted and he blood. Would have to either, so you get corrupted try to blood. Stay alive before it actually killed him. Well, what happened was due to this bug, uh, uh, there's a there's a class called a hunter, and this hunter has a pet, and the pet could be a wolf or a bird or whatever. Okay, and the, the, the pets could get infected with this disease. And what happened was, um, you know, they finished their raid. The guy got rid of his pet, went to a city, summoned his pet, and it had the disease on it. And so it started to spread from player to player to player to NPCs. Right. And so, it, and, it, and the thing was, Blizzard couldn't contain it. 
And so it took it took several days for them to actually contain this disease. And so you had people that were, you know, doing, you know, both sides of what happens during a pandemic. They were, you know, saying, don't go into Agrimar, this, this thing going on, people are dying, blah, 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 all the way to higher level characters who could handle the disease, getting infected and going to other cities. Right. And so you had both sides of the coin. And so there were some, some uh, epidemiologists that studied this. And there were some papers written about what people, how, how people actually behave during a pandemic. And it was really interesting because, in particular, this one doctor, Nina Pfeifferman, who actually was a World of Warcraft player at the time when this was going on, she was one of the ones that first noticed how this was. And so she reached out to some of her colleagues and they started looking at these models of human behavior about how this corrupted blood incident was traveling. And it was um, very similar to what we're seeing now, where there were people that were really watching all of the information that was going on on the international servers and all of these chat boards to see where they should go and what they should do to try and um, escape being uh, infected by this corrupted blood. And one of the things I thought was really interesting and what they, they found out is even in this World of Warcraft world, way back in 2005, what Blizzard had to do is what we've had happen to us here in our societies. They had to do a quarantine. So they ended up shutting down all the servers, everything. They had to shut everything down, wipe everything clean, and then reboot in order to oh, get the wow. corrupted. Yeah, so that's what they ended up having to do to, in order to take care of this corrupted blood uh, outbreak that they had in the game. And so it was really interesting from the uh, when you're reading what the epidemiologist said, because some games it may not have been as... Um, one for one comparison to what we're dealing with now with COVID-19. But according to them, they go, it really depends on the game because a lot of games really encourage you to act differently than what you would normally do as a human being in society. There's some games where that the game is predicated on the fact that you wouldn't respond the way you normally respond to things. But War to Warcraft isn't necessarily that game. It's human beings acting like human beings in this world as well. And so that's why they were able to go and look at these re- these behaviors and go, wow, this really is mirroring what we would see in real life. Have they gone back and looked at this study? Have they, since the pandemic, have, has, have people kind of gone back and said, oh, my God, this actually happened? And so this is, again... Another point of reference for people to be like, what we're doing right now is truly what we need to be doing in order to stem this. We're essentially hitting a reset, right? Like Mother Earth is hitting a reset in whatever capacity you believe it. Right now, the air is the cleanest it's ever been. And so sometimes you just need to like stay home for a month. (laughs) Don't do anything. Um, I'm not sure how often that happens every century or every whatever, but uh, I'm fascinated to to know if people have gone back and referenced that particular pandemic in World of Warcraft as a as in like this has happened even in the gaming world. Well, I believe so. There's some like this particular professor, that one of the associate professors from USC, who was also playing World of Warcraft at the time, is one of the people who was saying, "Okay, well, those findings can't always be compared to." Um, what we have going on right now Um, because he's one of the ones that said it really is a game by game comparison 
on whether you can mirror it or not because part of why people play a lot of these games is in order to be able to do something outside of the norm of what we normally would do. And so they are encouraged to not respond in a way like there's lots of things like Peter's one of my best friends in a game. Can't stand him. Can't stand him because he's always evil, always evil, always bad. Enjoys being evil. More gray. gray. I I like to, I like to, you know, and possibly might justify it. I'm not saying that during the pandemic, I was one of the people that got myself infected and went to a different city. <laughs> but I'm not saying I didn't hang out with those people that may have done that. So right. <laughs> he's like, you know, this will be fun. Right. This will be fun. Let's see. <laughs> no, I'm sure my first time playing. I mean, yes, I was a shadow priest, which, you know, Maybe might worship the darkness, but that's okay because darkness. Without the darkness, you need the light. Um, and yeah, I could, I would heal, and maybe I may have saved a lot of my healing for myself. But um, there were some folks that I chose to heal and help them through and get through this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, you know. But to Shannon's point, I do tend towards towards um, people I wouldn't normally uh, be in in real life. Right. He always chooses to be something that's a little bit. He says gray. I think flat out dark. He's always one of those stealing from people, kicking babies, whatever it is, you know. Hey, 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 I've never kicked a baby. Well, that's just because it's not in gameplay, but you would kick a baby. You would kick in a game in real life. No, he would be very protective of your baby. In a game, if it was you get to level up your character, if he kicked a baby, you'd kick a baby. No, I, my characters aren't that bad. Okay. I mean, I do have a friend. I have a friend who played a priest where, if depending on how close to death you were, he might actually cast a spell to kill you and then resurrect you because it was more mana efficient. <laughs> um, I was not one of those people mana that would ever efficient. do that sort of thing. <laughs> More mana efficient. Exactly. And this is part of the reason why, I mean, I think it takes a certain type of personality to be willing to play in these MMOs Um, because it is, again, about building community. And I think that's a lot of what we see right now is it's not always a matter of who you know. Uh, who lives next door to you. It's people who have commonalities based upon other things. And so it could be being in, you know, because there's people that we play games with that are our family. And you have a certain Mm -hmm. expectation of behavior and a certain expectation of how you should treat one another based upon how involved you are in these certain groups. And so I think that it is, you know, there are people in some of the other games that I play that are, you know, in India who I'm checking in with and going, how are you doing in that region? And people we know that are in, in the UK or people that are in Canada and they may have a more daily interaction with me than somebody that lives, you know, the next block over. And I think that's what these MMOs do. That's that's a really good point. Uh, I'm, you know, one of the, I'm part of a guild um, that's uh, called Taint. And it is, (laughs) it's part of this, uh, it's a LGBTQ um, alliance. Mm -hmm. And it it actually not only is uh, one of the oldest, alliances in Warcraft, but it spans multiple games. And so it's um, in Guild Wars. Um, it's in Final Fantasy. Um, and so it's a, it's a group of folks um, in the LGBTQ space that we play games. And so we span a number of different um, 
uh, different titles. And what's nice is, you know, we're, everyone's open. You don't have to be, you know, you can be a support, uh, an ally as well. But it, it really um, helps with that community. And, and it, it, it's, you know, there are friends I've been talking to that I've never met um, for several, several, several years. Right. Um, yeah. And so, no, to Shannon's point, it's very much a community. Which we how were born often do you, How often do you play? Um, I probably play solidly once a week. Um, I might log on a little bit more than that, but usually, especially now with 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 the uh, lockdown, um, it's kind of taken taken my uh, you know my normal Friday night magic card night, which we really can't do, um, and that's become uh, you know our our outlet um, to to play. And so, so is it like a you know, three, four hour gameplay every um, time or it depends what you want to do. And so depending on what your goal is, you could, you could conceivably pay for a half hour to play for six. I mean, way back when I was younger, um, I w- once played for three days straight, you know, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it wasn't, and it's not my first game. My first game was actually EverQuest. Uh, I remember and that EverQuest. was, that was my very mm-hmm. EverQuest was my very, very first game, and you know that was that was hard. That was some hard <laughs> stuff. Uh, I remember Stump Watch, where you, in order to get this one thing, you had to watch a tree stump for 24 hours, and if you and if, if you missed it, someone else would have taken the thing. And so, yeah, it's I mean, but yeah, it really kind of depends on how much you want to put in, and at the end of the day, how much time you're willing to put in gets you what you want to get out of it, and so. It, it really is a, it, and I, I probably wouldn't recommend starting it up if you were going for your, you know, college degree. No. Or if you're going, if you have young kids that need attention, probably not a good, good fit for some folks because they're, you know, it, it can, to Shannon's point earlier, because we are all people, things can happen. And, you know, what you want to make sure you don't do is forget about your real life and, and get too immersed into the experience because that I've seen that happen to people and it's it's very very sad uh, I've seen marriages break up right over it where where it, you know it, it's it's a very interesting um, phenomenon the, the 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 whole the whole entire thing I mean it, it, way way back in the day I convincingly played a woman for a year and a half on a game in EverQuest and that was hard and I would never do that again because it's, it's terrible Mm-hmm. It's terrible because it, it, you, it's it's so hard to separate. And that was that was a, a mistake on my part, and it was it was just bad. It was, right. it was it got too much into the role play, and so it was it was it was crazy. But you know it's it's uh, you know it's balanced out now. So that's an interesting phenomenon Good. as you mentioned. I was looking at gamingaddict.com, and that was one of the things that they brought back. And it's interesting how easily you can end up just by doing a search that will end up there with them advising you on how you can still have up a boundary that maintains this as a recreation and something that is a value and soothing and those kind of things and set up that boundary so that you don't have it become so addictive that it does take over other parts of your life that maybe it shouldn't. Um, and I think that it's a fine line for a lot of people and you can always go I have more time I can do this but then there's also that feeling of guilt once you're so involved where you I think that's one of the first 
places where you tip into, am I playing too much? Is feeling bad that you're not playing because you're letting other people down in this game or uh, you need to get something accomplished and having that, that deep pit of, I need to fill this up by getting this done, <laughs> you know, like doing this in this you game. You need to take a shower. Okay, right. how about you need to eat, eat, eat breakfast? Right, <laughs> you know, you have to go you do know, other things. You need to go to the grocery store. There's just other parts of this. And people who don't play games at all, I'm sure, find that very maddening just, you know, when they hear about how much we play. And maybe just as someone, I I feel like, I know I count as a dabbler in the gaming world, and I still feel like I play a lot. And I've had people who don't game at all tell me, wow, you do that too much or you're too invested. So I understand how it's a, it's a ladder that no matter where you are on the rung, there's somebody that thinks you do too much. <laughs> And you can tip right. into that world. And that was why, for the longest time, I mean, I played Warcraft for only for a few months, years and years and years ago. And I was playing some other games at the time. But I was busy with some other stuff in my life and said, I'm not playing any more multiplayer games. And I didn't for years. I just didn't play anything else. And I remember there's a game that I play now that some friends in real life that Peter and I both know had said, hey, come join our alliance. And I said, no, nah, I don't play games where I have to do the alliance anymore. And they're like, no, we're really chill. I'm like, I believe you. I'm not. I'm the issue. It's not has nothing right. to do with you being chill. I know once I get involved, how I get sucked in. And so it took me a while. And then I did. I caught myself getting sucked in and taking it by my definition too seriously. And Peter knows that. Yeah, you know, like this was a couple of years ago. She he texted me at two a.m. Peter, get in this. <laughs> Yeah, and we Don't had some suck him in. Come on. Well, no, man. we were in the we were in a group together, and you know right. it was. Right. She's like, Peter, it's your move. Go right. Move now. Go I'm take like, down this oh, node. And that wasn't the part. You know, there was actually a moment where I remember getting salty as somebody who was in our alliance with us something they had said that i thought was rude and it made me just want to kick them out and i remember it ruined my morning and i go you know what this is somebody that you only barely know and you know them from your game community and i left that alliance and my friends were like and they're like dude should we do this should we kick her out i'm like no 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 this isn't about her this is about me you know i'm like i feel like now the fact that i let this bother me that much that I was so mad at this woman that I only talked to in the game chat, I was like, I need to take a break and like focus on some other things in my life. Janet, she was legitimately crazy. Well, she was. She was a lot. She was. She was so extra, and it was her fault. And I would have been it nobody. Was. Nobody would have been mad at me for booting her out of the alliance because I was one of the officers in that group. I could have just kicked her out, and everybody been like, cool, and not even worried. I just elected to yeah. not be that person because it seemed petty and rude. So, but well, I get it. You know, you, know you, bring, you bring up another good point. One of the other reasons why I like to game mm-hmm. is it lets me take off my aggressions in a safe way. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can go and kill a village of people and feel okay <laughs> and not actually go and kill a village of people. And so it, 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 it takes that, it takes having, you know, all of those pent up things that, that you could do that, you know, especially as I've gotten older, like it's hard to go to the gym. Right. My hips, I can't, it's hard for me to do some of those different physical activities that would normally emotionally let you reset where I can at least do something that lets me emotionally reset and not carry that baggage with me Fair into enough. my next working day. 
Fair enough. And so, you know, it's, it's another good avenue for that sort of thing. Yeah, I have kind of on my list of, of gaming things, and I think Peter's similar to this. I can only have one one game that is adrenaline-driven. That's how I'll describe yeah. it. And I have one. I can only have one of those at a time. So I do have a couple yeah. of, like, basically, if you look at my phone right now, I have four games that I'm into. One that is adrenaline-driven, uh, driven. one that is adrenaline-driven, and then I have two passive games. I have Wizard United and Pokemon Go. Those are passive playing <laughs> games. They're completionist games. You like collecting things. You go around. And they'll, both of those, pro- those properties have done a good job of augmenting and altering the product that was so based on leaving your home to how you can play at home. And I give Niantic a good uh, a good kudos and an air high five for doing that because they both changed, they pivoted those games very quickly to allow you to be able to play and still accomplish things without uh, putting your, your, uh, your safety uh, at play. And so I think that that is great. And then I have another game that I played, which I don't consider stressful, and it is a fashion battle game called Love Nikki. And I find it quite soothing. You, It's an anime fashion battle game. You put beautiful outfits on people, and then you are scored for it. So, yeah, you win, and there are things to accomplish, and being in a group is of value, but there is no adrenaline required <laughs> for this particular game. you know. And so I think it is a matter of finding what Peter mentioned – what is this an outlet for and why is it soothing and what does it, how does it fill in a, a, a place in your life versus displacing something else that you probably should be doing? And that I think is a hard balance sometimes. Mm, very true. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Yeah. I just have one sports game and I just on my Xbox downloaded um, uh, Call of Duty just from that adrenaline side. Mm-hmm. Just to, again, for me, I play like, passively all the games i play passively i was sitting on my couch um yeah i don't want to watch tv or something and my son's in the bath or something i'm just kind of like I, I got 10 minutes what can i do for 10 minutes that i don't have to think about the world you know per se so um i have a lot of like word quiz games on my phone more, more like you know the more the brain teaser ones the ones that are like quick and dirty and then i love like competition of my own self so i love those iq games of like Oh my God, duh, I should have gotten that easy. Um, again, try to keep your mind active, try to keep your mind um, interacting with something other than your daily life to help you move forward emotionally, physically. And uh, yeah, so again, all passive games are my end. I haven't really had a, a binge game day or two days or three days in a while. Well, I think that it does make a difference. Like, Pete is a, a dude that lives alone with his cats, you know, kind of thing. So he, it's easier for him to have games that I think uh, you need to focus on for long periods of time. Like, I know a lot of people, their experience right now is that they seem like they have more free time or more time to play these kind of things. I don't, but that's because I am, uh, corn, you know, I am, I am in the house with my kid and he takes time. And so he's not sitting there trying, like, he's not a gamer kid. He's a come tickle me now, mom. We're going to go do something together. And so, or we need to read a book or there's something else. He's uh, not getting into my games. So. And I don't like gaming with my boyfriend. Ah. We, we have two completely different gaming styles. Mm, diametrically, so. opposed gaming, diametrically opposed gaming styles. And so I, I dread gaming with him just because of the fact he likes to go kill everything, grab all the stuff, and then everything he doesn't want, I get. I'm like, well, that sucks. 
And so <laughs> that's funny because I, I do like to be able to go and pick stuff up. Say, oh, what what does this look like? How does this kind of fit into my set? How can I, you know, da 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 da, and not process things so quickly? Um, and it's just, yeah, we have two diametrically opposed gaming styles. Your boyfriend is a and lot so, of, he's very slack and hash, slack and hack in comparison to you. Slash and hack, slash and hack. <laughs> slash and hack. He's very, very aggressive. I'm more strategic. Well, he's been playing Civilization Six lately. Really? So he's loving that. Oh, loving that. That's mm. which I think that's also a pretty interesting game. I've been playing that on my Switch. Um, and, and that's my kind of de- my decompression game. And um, that's been really kind of fun. Um, just with the whole historical components of it and the strategic side of things. And, and um, yeah, he's really into that right now. But like playing Diablo with him. Oh, no. I, that's not. No, that that he he will go kill the dungeon. I will get the gray the gray armor and be like, great. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, are there any games out there that um, have been sunset and you miss them? And you, like, I wish I could still play X, Y, or Z. Um, you know that's a good question. Um, if there are, I, have, I can't remember them. Um, I think what's interesting is how gaming's evolved and how. Um, Makers like Blizzard are trying to make things very, very um, different and refreshing with every um, new thing. I mean, Blizzard has really been part of my life, since, you know, for a long, long time, longer than some of my relationships. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's they've been a really good, consistent um, way to change things up. I think EverQuest would have been cool, but that I think they went down Sony. Did, did their own strategic thing that didn't work out for them. Um, I think the, the, the Pokemon um, phenomenon going from the, the Game Boy to Switch, I think that'll be interesting to, to watch and follow because that they're following a very interesting model where they're rolling out D, uh, downloadable content or DLC mm-hmm. to their the new Sword and Shield stuff. And I think that's been a very, very interesting um, game trend to follow. Uh, phone stuff too, with uh, you know MCOC, uh Marvel Contest of Champions that we, we Shannon and I have played that for a long time. Right. They have a new game coming out um, allegedly in July, and I think that'll be interesting to see how will they. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Procter and Gamble story. So you know how Procter and Gamble owns Tide, but they also own Gain and All and Cheer and all these other detergents. And so they try things in these lesser brands without letting them impact their crown jewel. So I think it'll be interesting to see, because at the end of the day, all games are, are a way to make money. Right. And so, you know, they're all businesses. And so how are they, what are they going to try to do with their um, business model to let things be sustainable? And so I think that the the, the, uh, Marvel Contest of Champions and their new, champion or realm or whatever it is i think that's gonna be a really really interesting one just because the superhero genre is really really hot right and with with disney purchasing um uh the 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 fox properties we're going to see a lot more of those characters get incorporated into things that they may have been left out of because you know for political you know reasons mm-hmm. so it's, it's going to be very very interesting to see how some of those different things go now i'm not a big shooter for, uh person so I, I i can't really comment on Fortnite or some of the other 
uh, shooter games, but I, I think Fortnite's an interesting concept. Overwatch is also pretty cool, um, but it, you know, it really kind of depends on what really kind of floats your boat and trips your trigger. They must be money makers, otherwise people wouldn't make them. Right. So you know, I, um, but you know, it, it also uh, Magic. So Wizards of the Coast released out last year um, a game called Arena. So where you could actually take cards and put together magic decks and play magic with your friends over that. So I think that's an interesting concept too. And if so you could go ahead and say, you bought this guy right here. Right. Um, there's actually code in this box where I could plug it into my arena account and all the things that are in this box would show up on my arena account. So not only do I have the cards in real life, but I've got them virtually as well. So you've got some really interesting ways. And I think that's going to be an interesting um, concept. One thing I do miss to go down that path is Lego had a, a game where it's called Lego Dimensions. Mm -hmm. And you could go and buy these Lego sets, put them together, and then have them be part of your Lego adventure in the game. And that sunsetted a couple of years ago. And that would be that I miss that game a lot because that was a lot of fun because not only did you have the, the game, but you had a lot of interesting Lego pieces that weren't, you know, part of the Lego, you know, uh, realm. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was a really cool concept. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. We'll have to check in with you when the new Marvel game comes out, even though it's not exactly what we normally do, but I am curious. I think I'll dabble in it as well. So we'll see. Oh how yeah. It goes. I think it'll be cool. I just don't know what, what what realm you're going to be a part of yet. I haven't figured that part out. We'll see. We'll see. No, I have to look at them all. Every once in a while, you and I accidentally end up in the same thing. Like in Pokemon Go, we ended up in the same, you know, uh, the same fandom. I was surprised because we never end up picking the right well, things. Well, that's because, well, that I think was a fluke just because you liked the science side of it. And I like the fact that they were snobby and elitist. <laughs> so... <laughs> well in the meantime we appreciate you we'll give you a giant air hug and we'll give you a real life hug as soon as we can i appreciate that good to see you both and i you know anytime you need a, a game a gaming person i would happily join your uh your, your podcast we appreciate you can you. join my horde any day <laughs> for the horde <laughs> Game on. That's our friend Peter <laughs> Oliver. You can find him on Facebook. We'll make sure we link to his account. He's very funny. You can always do that. You can follow us on Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email us at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. And you can also call and leave us a message if you want to be part of Message Roulette. That number is 612-276-2774. 612-276-2774. Like us. Subscribe us wherever you find Be Our Geek on your favorite podcast and also go to our website at twincitiesfilmfest.org and we will see everyone next time right you guys doing good over there keeping yourself distancing working and all that stuff so i appreciate you both we'll see you next time remember everyone's a geek about something To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. 
Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.